Well, hi, everybody. Meteorologist Joe Chaffee and meteorologist Joe Rayo on the... Joe and Joe Weather Show. Yes. Yes, indeed. And yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the Joe and Joe Weather Show uh, tonight is brought to you by... Well, I already did it wrong. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, boy. This is... This is why I practiced it and practiced it and practiced it. This is what happened. Okay, never mind. Uh, we'll have to just try it on another night. But we'll... Um... All right, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Okay, so the Joe and Joe Weather Show tonight is brought to you by... Drum roll, please. Omni True Value Hardware. And whether it, uh, and it's brought, as I said, brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware, Long Island's largest rock salt provider, rock salt, straight bag salt, geomelt, biomelt, mulch, recycling, topsoil, gravel, and more. No matter what size of your fleet, Omni True Value Hardware will meet your needs, serving Long Island and the New York City area. That's 1226 North Wellwood Avenue, West Babylon, New York. Then the telephone number is 631-756-1125 or go to the website omnitruevalue.com for more information. And we welcome them aboard. So you got the little Omni sign there on the corner. So um, they'll come in handy come winter time. And uh, we are, this is the part of the fall that I never really liked. You get this almost every autumn show. You get into these stretches like this where there's a ridge along the East Coast that just holds, and you're in this sort of really warm and mucky air. It uh, it's humid. the uh, The sun angle is low, so it, it, at least down here, it takes a long time on on some days to get the sun to cut through the clouds. It's a little more successful inland, but it was sort of in and out today. Whenever the sun came out, within about thirty minutes, it clouded over again. And my friend Pete Bergman, uh, who's out in the Patchogue, oh, excuse me, the Patchy Gooey area. Right. <laughs> uh, mentions that uh, the fog right now where he is is about uh, one eighth of a mile visibility. It's very, very thick out his way. Oh, I believe it. We've been, uh, the, the, uh, this is what happens now. We're seeing nighttime and morning uh, fog and uh, even a little bit of drizzle. There were dense fog advisories all over the place this morning. Uh, from uh, the Delmarva Peninsula on up the coast, and we'll uh, probably maybe see them again during the overnight. Don't have them up yet, last I checked. Uh, but uh, guess what? Uh, we do have a, we have winter storm warnings and winter weather advisories up for parts of the country tonight. Isn't that exciting? It it is considering it is the 21st of October, but uh, we we already have had a major winter storm in early September, so why not October 21st? Right. Okay. It's uh, all about practice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Robert Russo, his first early hit on Super Chat tonight. Thank you, Robert, very much uh, indeed for, for doing that. We always appreciate very much when you folks hit uh, the Super Chat button. Thank you. So uh, the uh, we have a, a, a slew of winter weather advisories and winter storm warnings, which actually go, Joe, almost to Seattle with the winter weather advisories, and they cut across uh, – uh, actually, I'm sorry, let me just correct it. I want to just, the color's a little different here. Okay, because I, I might have gotten that wrong. I'm batting a 1,000 tonight, you know that? 
Well, you know, it, uh, every, every once in a while we You know, sometimes these like colors are okay. Those are actually winter storm watches that are up. I'm sorry for much of this, the uh, state of Washington to just to the east of Seattle. And then you've got winter weather advisories across Montana uh, and a slew of winter storm warnings in, in some counties there. And then you have a band of winter storm warnings, northern uh, South Dakota, southern North Dakota. I always love when that happens, when it's in southern North Dakota and northern South Dakota. And then across the central part of Minnesota to the western shores of Lake Superior, northernmost Wisconsin, and the upper peninsula of Michigan. So this is about the time of year you start to see your first uh, winter storms, uh, Mr. Rayo. And I want to just give this a quick refresh just in case they have um, put up any kind of uh, dense fog advisories, which they have not. And as far as snowfall amounts are concerned, up to two feet in some of the mountains there in western Montana uh, most areas look like they're going to fall into the three to six, four to eight inch range, especially in the areas where we've got this winter storm warning up. Minneapolis is just to the north of this, by the way. They only looks like they're on the edge of a coating to an inch. It uh, looks like uh, here in the east, and I, I'm getting a chuckle out of what Mrs. Rayo has posted. She uh, uh, went into some detail here, noting that we had a lousy. Are we allowed to use the word lousy? Lousy. It's a swell <laughs> way to get off to a lousy start. start. <laughs> okay. We had, a, we had a lousy, damp, dreary, coolish day both yesterday morning and this morning. Had light rain and drizzle here. And then she follows that up a few uh, points later with better them. I'm assuming them being the folks out in the Plain States, out to the Pacific Northwest. Better them than me with the winter weather. You know, Joe, a few years ago, you remember this. You were at your daughter's home on Christmas morning, you woke up. Oh, I woke up to a postcard. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. When my wife looked out the window that same Christmas morning at our uh, landscape, right. she said, oh, poo. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see what she likes in terms of winter weather. She used the lady's word for poo. Oh, poo. The yeah. gentlemanly oh, yeah. word for poo. Yeah, she said, oh, poo. And this was while the Yule log was blazing on our uh, Bedroom television. Uh, that was a picture postcard for me. I woke up in the morning, 6.30. The sun was just coming, you know, just, it was dark, but you could see the light. The sky was getting a little lighter, still snowing pretty, fairly hard, about four or five inches on the on the ground. It was a nice wet snow. All the trees were coated. And uh, it just really was, uh, it was spectacular. It was, it was kind of the kind of white Christmas morning that I've always wished for. And I, and I, and I finally got it. You had to go to Connecticut to get it, though. That's right. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, to the uh, east of, well, east of the uh, southeast coast of the U.S. and on the far right of this particular uh, picture, we have uh, Hurricane Epsilon. And here's a close-up view, Joe. Major hurricane, 115 miles per hour. Not, not... I'm not, I don't want to knock the hurricane center. This is not really a knock, but it's got to be frustrating when, you know, you're talking about the fact that you're only expecting it to strengthen to a certain point and then it's supposed to stop. And, you know, they were going for like a minimal hurricane or maybe just a little bit more than that. And last night through today, it just strengthened rapidly, just really remarkable. And the plane went in there, found a, not only found 100 knots on the flight level wind, but they actually also found 100 knots on the 10-meter the wind. Right. So they found 115-mile-an-hour sustained wind out of this. 
And a well-defined eye, as the satellite shows. It's a really pretty-looking storm here. Yeah, I think if you were to look at the, uh, the textbook, the hurricane textbook, they might very well have a picture of Epsilon on the cover because it, it, it is a textbook or classic type of look for a hurricane. And, and usually you, storms that the origin of this storm was from a cold upper low. And for many years, when we've seen uh, hurry, uh, cold upper lows that have gradually become tropical, uh, um, all of them would 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 never really get much beyond the category one or maybe just a borderline two. Rarely did you see any of them get winds higher than 90 or 95 miles an hour. But we've had a few of them over the last uh, 20 years that have started like this and wound up being majors. So right. um, that kind of took the old rule was, well, if it comes out of an upper low, uh, it, it always has a little touch of a cold core look to it. So it, it never it never really gets truly, completely tropical. Well, guess what? Um, maybe it doesn't matter too much. I mean, look at it. it, it the circulation on this thing is huge. So it, it does have it, it, it does have a little remnant look of what was the cold low because of just how expansive this circulation on this thing is. Right. You don't see all that much in the way of outflow with this particular hurricane, uh, Epsilon. And by the way, T Snowy 23 posts on the chat board, that hurricane looks like a frosted sweet roll. <laughs> mm. Why all of a sudden am I hungry? <laughs> I won't argue with that. So uh, Epsilon, now, uh, Epsilon has been the reason why, well, two things. Uh, that happened because of this hurricane. The first thing is the fact that uh, it, uh, by forming and just basically overwhelming the atmosphere in that part of the world, it really put the kibosh on any kind of development in the Northwest Caribbean. And uh, the other thing is that uh, since while it's out there uh, on the uh, wider view, you might be able to see it here a little bit, but notice the, the lack of cloud cover when you go far enough west of the storm and head toward the southeast coast, you know that's the bottom part of that upper ridge that's built that that built to the north and west of the storm. That is actually holding everything in place. And I think if you look at the Canadian satellite tonight, you actually could see that in action here. Uh, it is uh, it, it, it's out there, and the ridge that's sort of stuck in the middle, right right in here, we've got this you know skinny upper high, and of course because of that. We've been talking about the fact that the flow across uh, Canada and the United States has been basically the same, Joe, for days and will remain the same for a while longer until until Epsilon gets out of the way. And it's going to do that. The ridge is going to break down. Epsilon is going to turn north. And then starting on Saturday, it'll start to accelerate to the northeast. And once that happens, that will finally allow the upper heights to fall here in the northeast and, and we'll bring a cold front through here sometime later Saturday and 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 I think it'll also be a pattern that moves along next week we'll get opportunities for some rain yeah you know Joe one of the things one of the problems that we have here at Rancho Rayo <laughs> is uh, and I've, I've talked about this on more than one occasion is the ton of leaves that are falling especially in the backyard and um, as as my wife was talking about this morning, there's really nothing that you could do. I, I mean, you you would hope that, you know, you would get a few hours of dry weather enough so that uh, you might want to, you know, try to get rid of those leaves. I, I like to mulch them into the ground as opposed to scraping them with a rake or whatever. 
But you can't do that. Not when it's so drippy out there. It was drippy the last couple of days. And it looks like it's going to be the same kind of script tomorrow and Friday, uh, wet or damp in the morning, maybe a bit of sun and a bit of drying, slight drying in the afternoon. But you just mentioned the cold front on Saturday. That looks like it's going to roar through here on sometime in the morning on Saturday. I'm hoping that after the front moves by on Saturday, that we'll get into a drier northwesterly wind flow. Now, even though the front moves through on Saturday, I think you'll, you'll, you'll agree here, it's still going to be with the, with the developing sunshine in the afternoon, it still is going to be relatively mild. We may get close yeah. to 70 on Saturday. That'll be the last really mild day. And with enough of a breeze blowing, hopefully we'll be able to dry things out and I'll be able to get out there and get rid of all these darn leaves because come Sunday and into early next week, the temperatures are going to take a downfall. We may be only in the 50s on Sunday as compared to Saturday. I, and and Saturday, Sunday looks dry, but then it looks like a storm in the Texas-Oklahoma area on Sunday is going to sweep on up toward the Great Lakes on, sun, uh, on Saturday. And on Sunday, that storm is going to go into the eastern Great Lakes, drag a cold front in our direction. Then the front is going to get kind of hung up here Monday and Tuesday. And so we may be back to kind of a cloudy, drippy weather pattern again to kick off next week, Monday and Tuesday. I, I thought Sunday could be another one of those instances where you get these highs that build up in uh, southeastern Canada and into New England, and you get all the, this dry air that sort of funnels southward on a north on a, on a north northeast wind, or initially even a north northeast, maybe going to northeast. But uh, you, you get it to you know dry air moving southwards, so and that might actually push clouds south. And it might not be any worse than partly sunny on Sunday, even though it'll be just in the 50s all day. Right. I, I, I think I, and that, that cool air is going to go all the way down into uh, down to Delmarva, down into northeastern Virginia. So it's going to have a push uh, that uh, moves southward. Hey, on the U.S. satellite tonight, I just want to point out uh, and I'm going to also see if I can get a, a tighter view of this. But if you look at the loop. In Colorado, that's got to be the wildfires, Joe. If you look at, the, I'm going to get a close-up picture of that. Uh, let's go to. Of course, they'll always have they'll have every region on here, and I'll have to guess which one is the right one. They have northern Rockies, they have southern Rockies, but do they have central Rockies? No. So do I pick oh. that? So which one do I pick for right. Colorado? Since it's right in between, which one is it? I, I would think it's going to, I think you could pick either one, northern right, or so, southern. So let's do, let's do Colorado southern. kind of overlaps over them. All right, so let's do southern. All right, this might work. Um, all right, let me go back. Meanwhile, wanna... my wife is getting a dig in on the chat board because she asked me on Saturday, Sunday, this past Sunday, she said, so how does the week look? And I said, this week looks fairly dry. In fact, we may not get much of any precip at all. And of course now, uh, she's jamming it to the big guy, as she says on the chat board. And this was supposed to be a dry week. <laughs> you know, toss it, toss her the guidance. She can do it herself. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah, you know, she, she on her iPad, she she has this uh, one uh, app that gives her the radar. And here it is. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. I mean, steady light drizzle. Meanwhile, the radar on her iPad is showing nothing. And she says, well, according to the iPad, nothing is happening out there. But I know. But, but, she doesn't, but and your response should be, to, you know, you don't live in the iPad. <laughs> right, so if you look, Joe, on the, I, I don't know, you're probably on a little bit of a delay, but you'll see it in a minute. Uh, if you look on the upper right of this picture in, in, in northeastern Colorado, 
that's got to be the fires. Those what, what looks like streaming clouds. Yeah. Uh, that that has to be the wildfire stuff that's the, that's still going on. Uh, this is about the area that one of our regulars who goes by the the, the moniker Ruthless Goat. Uh, he's up there and he's been reporting pretty regularly about just how much, you know, how, how bad the, the 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 smoke has the smoke condition has been where he is. But uh, that's definitely got to be the wildfire stuff. Right. Are you seeing it yet? Yes, I see it. I okay. See it. All right, so you're on the same page with me with regards to that. Yes, which okay. is nice. Okay, very good. Um, all right, let's move on to the radar tonight, which uh, is uh, not overly busy uh, at the moment anyway. There are some showers up in uh, upstate New York and also uh, uh, up in parts of Maine, uh, but it's pretty quiet. That was another thing, by the way, since we weren't on yesterday, it poured here late Monday night into, into Tuesday morning. I mean poured. Yeah. We had lightning and thunder. I don't know where it came from. It wasn't. It wasn't indicated anywhere. I don't think anybody had it in. I don't think anyone had it in the in their forecast, including myself. I had. I, I was totally taken by surprise by it. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, you would not. I would not have called for any convection. I mean, I would have thought it would be too cool for for that. Even though you know temperatures are running now a bit above normal, slightly above normal. Certainly, it didn't seem like it'd be enough to you know, call for thunderstorms, but that, that is kind of amazing. Showers uh, tonight moving through Illinois, just outside Chicago. We've got some streaky precip, but some of that is uh, snow uh, back through parts of uh, Minnesota and into uh, North, uh, Southern North, Northern South Dakota and Southern North Dakota. And of course you're seeing a little bit more snow now breaking out across part, parts of Montana. So this is for tonight and tomorrow. Uh, a lot of these areas are seeing their first accumulating snows of the season across the northern plains. And again, it's all due to that, you know, the way the jet stream's been positioned. Uh, it's uh, it's where it's where some cold air has come down. I've taken a look here at the 21Z map, Joe. Temperatures below freezing uh, in the Dakotas in northern Minnesota on up uh, into uh, uh, northern Montana. you got temperatures uh, in the 20s. Uh, in, in Canada, around a 1024 high there, and of course, lower pre complex low pressure uh, in the central Rockies. So it's all, you know, it's all get, putting together for that area. And of course, we've got this persistent frontal boundary in western New York, western PA, that moves all of about 10 feet every day. Uh, it pretty much stays there, and we keep seeing these waves rippling along. And that's why when you look at the uh, WPC seven-day rainfall, uh, you do see a significant amount of rain from uh, from eastern Oklahoma, northeastward through the Ohio Valley into western, northwestern PA, western and northern New York, and up into northern New England. But you look down along the coastal plain, Mr. Rayo, we're talking about a quarter to a half an inch, and in some places a half an inch to or less, even a quarter of an inch or less. And none of this is going to come until late Sunday night and beyond. So from <clears throat> now through the daytime Sunday, uh, I think we're fine. And also seeing a little bit of uh, heavier rains down in southernmost Florida. Yeah, we'll save save for the uh, again for the spotty light precipitation that breaks out or tends to break out in the overnight hours and early in the day. But uh, you know, yeah, I, I know what you're getting at in terms of significant shower activity. Yeah, probably not until you know Sunday night or Monday of next week. All right, so let's run through the the uh, the gamut here as far as uh, how things are going to play out. And I'm just going to roll this back uh, to tonight. And, of course, uh, Epsilon on the lower right uh, come, uh, starts to come 
uh, onto the scene here on the edge of the uh, of the uh, east coast uh, view of the U.S. and uh, it starts to inch northward. We're now into Friday morning when it's almost uh, just it's more, it's Easter Bermuda. And by the way, it's going to pass. Uh, if you go by the Hurricane Center's forecast, uh, which is right about 62 west, Bermuda's at 65, so the center's going to pass about a, a good 180 miles to the east of Bermuda, but they might get some tropical storm force, or they'd be on the edge of tropical storm force winds with this, because it's a pretty big system. Meanwhile, uh, you'll notice uh, the uh, rain that's up in the northern lakes and some of the heavier snow that the GFS is grinding out uh, in parts of uh, northern Wisconsin and northeastern Minnesota uh, for tomorrow into tomorrow evening. And of course, that by the time that cold front gets here, which is, as you said, probably sometime Saturday morning, it's just about on top of us, uh, it uh, will move on through. We'll get a nice wind shift to the north-northeast. And I think it's. I think we're going to be fine through Sunday. And then here comes, uh, now we will hopefully start to shift everything a bit further to the east with regards to the upper air. And uh, we'll get some chances for showers on Monday, especially up in New England. And uh, we're seeing, Joe, some snow for northern New Hampshire, northern Vermont, and uh, much northernmost Maine for Monday out of this first wave. And we kind of miss out on the showers with that. And then th that brings the frontal zone a little bit closer. So maybe we get into some showers Tuesday night and Wednesday. And then there's a storm system that's going to probably plow up toward the Great Lakes that perhaps the best chance for rain may have to wait till late next week for us. Yeah, and that uh, that storm uh, Sunday uh, Sunday uh, moving into the Great Lakes and and pushing a cold front in our direction. But it looks like the cold front gets gets kind of hung up for a while, uh, Monday and Tuesday of next week, and nearly doesn't begin moving out until maybe early Wednesday of next week. So that's that's going to be the uh, the threat of showery weather for early next week, Monday, Tuesday, and at least part of Wednesday. Uh, and then maybe we'll uh, get a break and dry out a bit mid and latter part of next week. The big problem through all of this, and I'm just pulling up the upper air because I'm actually looking at this for the first time today, and let's uh, let me roll it back. So, of course, just to start things off, uh, where we are, which is Wednesday. So, you know, here's your here's your lovely little upper high off the east coast, and of course, you know, epsilon is kind of cradled under that, and again, it's locked in there. So, all of this action here, uh, these uh, westerlies in the upper atmosphere stay pretty much to our to our northwest. So that keeps the fronts from coming through. But again, that ridge finally starts to break down tomorrow and tomorrow night. Epsilon begins to move northward uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then finally, once it ejects northeast, that allows the jet to kind of push southward a bit, just enough that we get that weather front through. But troughs driving down into the west are going to try to pump the ridge up again early next week. And again, we may have to wait till late in the week before we get enough of a push with regards to any kind of significant rain for the coastal plain. And then once that pulls out, we're sort of in this northwest flow. You know, somewhat, I mean, it, it's really a kind of a very unexciting look from the standpoint of the weather for the very beginning of the month of November. It doesn't really look like too much would be happening in a pattern like this where you've got a, a northwest flow. And, uh, you know, it looks, it looks seasonal. It doesn't look anything, you know, crazy cold. And it's amazing how, um, you know, from what we were seeing back a couple of weeks ago with the long range, 
the formation of Hurricane Epsilon really kind of changed everything, just flipped the whole upper pattern uh, upside down uh, for uh, the end of October, for the which was looking cool, and it's wind up being anything but. Well, you know, the if you want to go, you know, long, long range, uh, a week from tomorrow, uh, they do have, at least the GFS has, some kind of a storm in the uh, central Gulf of Mexico, which comes out of there and, again, moves northward and uh, northeastward. And it, it's not quite the same system that we were looking at a week ago that uh, transversed the Atlantic seaboard, a tropical system, but uh, that might bring some uh, unsettled weather here as we move toward the end of uh, end of next week. You have to have a little bit of a break uh, that we might get uh, some showers here Monday, Tuesday, early Wednesday, we get a bit of a break, and then maybe another, another system advancing up from the Gulf for later next week and uh, into the start of the weekend. And uh, just another reminder, this is the last weekend that we're going to be on daylight saving time. We're going to make the, the, the big switch um, the following weekend. In fact, uh, uh, on November 2. No, uh, November 1. November 1. Oh, that's right. Halloween's on a Saturday. Ugh. That's right. And you know what happens uh. when, the, and you know what happens when the first day of the week, the first day of the month, I should say, falls on a Sunday. No, what happens when the first day of the month falls on a Sunday? That month inevitably will have a Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. And there's a full moon on, um, on, on moon Halloween. On, on October 31st, we are going to have a a blue, let's see. I've, I've, I've a blue hunt, a har- hunter's moon? A, or hunter's, a, har- a hunter's blue micro because it's going to be a uh, very small, it's going to be the furthest full moon of the year. Yeah, about 252,000 miles away. The contrast to the new moon that we had just a few days ago, which was very, very close to the Earth, by the time we get to full moon, the moon will be on the other side of its orbit at its furthest point from the Earth. So it's going to be a, a hunter's Halloween blue micro full moon. Yeah. Uh, and while you're on that subject, Johnny Quest had uh, asked me about this. I didn't get a chance to do it on the uh, the uh, Patreon members Zoom video that we did, which, by the way, went exceptionally well. And we're going to do it again on Monday, by the way, for those of you who are on my uh, weather platform on Patreon. Patreon.com slash meteorologist Joe Chaffee if you want to join. Uh, anyway, uh, he asked about the, the, the king tides, which is something that uh, that's a phenomena that they refer to down in Florida. Uh, the king tides... Uh, and that all has to do with the the uh, that has to do had to do with the new moon and the perigee. Am I not correct on this? Yes. Well, it, it was a uh, some may call it a proxygian or proxygian full uh, new moon because when the moon is at new phase and when it's closest to the Earth, perigee as it's called, the perigean phase or perigean uh, new moon, um, if the, the moon is on the same side of the Earth as the sun is. So we have sun, moon, and earth. And so the sun and the moon are pulling on the tides from the same direction. And so you have these abnormally large, a large range, I should say, of of tides, a very high, high tide going into a very low, low tide six hours later. So yeah, I I guess down in Florida, they call it the king tide effect or the king tides. And that's exactly what we had. Whereas the moon that's gonna be full on uh, Halloween it will, it will be causing a spring tide effect, but it will be not anywhere near as potent as the as the spring tides that we had with the new moon just a few days ago. 
All right, so I know you have to leave early, so let's run through a Briller Jeopardy very quickly. So okay. do you have those Vermont questions for me? Joe, I had them right <laughs> after, right after we, we, we went off the air on Monday. I was able to pull them up, and I'm going to try the same thing I did then. No, I, 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 hate, I hate what Facebook has done. Facebook, uh, how many of you out there, raise your hand. I'm, I'm among them. They decided they'd go to a new format, and the new format totally is, is confusing to me. Let me go to Microsoft Edge and see if I can get the, uh, the Brilla Jeopardy questions that way. Because what, what Scott did is he's, he's basically sending, sending me a, a messenger. A message right, but me. if you don't open Messenger, uh, if you don't open it, you, when you do open it, you have to wait for it to load all the back stuff. That's right. so, and, and then it fills in. Right. And so what I'm doing here is, um, come on. Do, do you do you have any questions or? All right, I actually have the the questions. So question one. Okay, and you have to get this within five. What was the highest and lowest temperature ever in the state of Vermont? The highest and lowest temperature ever in the state of Vermont. Mm -hmm. um, I will say the. Uh, the all-time low had to be somewhere around minus 50. And okay. the all-time high had to be something somewhere around a, uh, probably 105. But what is the highest mountain in Vermont? Um, well, I know Mount Washington is in New Hampshire. I'm going to say, well, I, I, there's a mountain I sometimes visit, but I don't think it's the highest in Vermont. I'll say it anyway, Mount, Mount Escutney. All right. In the ranking of 50 states in terms of population, where does Vermont rank? In, in terms of what now? In terms of the population. Population. Population oh, I, compared I to, to say, all 50 states. I'd have to say it's in like the bottom 10%. I, probably, I would say 45. I would say 45 as well. All right. And uh, in terms of, okay, question five. When driving in Vermont, you will not see any of these on the road. Oh, that, that would have to be billboards. Right. Nor will you see Cracker Barrels because they're not there. So we'll, um, I'll get he'll, he'll send me the answers uh, the, for, to the other questions. And we'll go through this all tomorrow because I know you have an early, you know, you've got something to do tonight at 8 o'clock. So. I do want to do a commercial, not a commercial really, but uh, I was uh, very, very thrilled to find that I made – my, my story about the December Geminid meteor shower made the cover of Sky and Telescope's magazine's December issue. This is going to be the best meteor shower of the year if we are blessed with clear skies, which of course we will not, because whenever we have a major astronomical event, more often than not, it's cloudy, rainy, foggy, or snowy. But if we have clear skies that Sunday night, the 13th of December, if you're in a nice dark area away from bright lights, you could see anywhere from 50 to as many as 150 shooting stars per hour. It is surpassing even the famous Perseid shower of August now as the number one annual meteor shower. And again, I did this, uh, this uh, article for Sky and Telescope, and it's going to be on your newsstands. If it's not on your newsstands now, it will be within the next few days. And again, it's uh, December Sky and Telescope, and uh, uh, the cover story is written by yours truly okay so the highest temperature in vermont was 105 and the lowest was minus 50. you're kidding me Which is that one? what i just isn't that what i said i think so yeah 
Very good. Highest mountain in, 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 uh, is Mount Mansfield. Mount Mansfield. That's right. That's not too far away from uh, another place where my wife and I and my, uh, my kids would go to Smuggler's Notch in northern Vermont. And Mount Mansfield is just a stone's throw away from there. By the way, it's uh, not 45th in population. It's 49th. Uh, so it's got the second lowest electoral votes. Uh, the biggest city we didn't get to, I must have missed that in the question there, but the biggest city, of course, is, well, it's either one, it, it, you, you, there's only two choices, Mount Pelier or Burlington, and the answer is Burlington. I would say Burlington. And Vermont, Vermont has no billboards on the road, which we knew. So um, yes. I'm not leaving yet, folks, so just hang on, because i got a few other things I want to address. See, um, now my wife is here with her iPad. She was able to get it on her iPad, the Briller Jeopardy question. You don't wait for them to load. I just told him that, Renata. He doesn't listen to you. He doesn't listen to me. I mean, well, yeah, you got to wait for the darn thing to load. For God's sake, what's the matter wait with a you? Wait a minute. You're going to hell in a handbasket. He just said we just did the questions. For him? No, well, he, he had the same questions. I had the same questions, so I reversed them. So I did so it to him. Go. There you go. Either way, well, let's start a campaign to get Vermont to let a few cracker barrels open up and take know. a look here. Is this Messenger? <laughs> you see Messenger? Do you see the Brilla Jeopardy questions on Messenger? No, it's not there. So there's nothing I can do. <laughs> see you all in Messenger. Now she wants me to say see you all on Messenger. There's Scott Joe, Briller just hit super chat tonight. I'm Thanks, Scott. I think it's probably it's probably because problem. he's enjoying this 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 domestic battle that we're we're showing on air. <laughs> but this is proof. Right, we'll work this, on it later. This, this it's got to be in there. It's got to be in there, she says. But it's not there. Thank you very much. All right, All right I'm signing off now. All right, you sign off because I just want to address this a couple of things. Uh, I just want to address with everybody. So we might. We, you might see the two of us on Channel 2 next Monday on Divorce Court. <laughs> well, either either that or on Channel, um, on, uh, I don't know which channel carries the uh, WWF anymore, so you could do the whole. <laughs> so, I, I think it used to be Channel 9, but I, I, I haven't put on, I, I haven't put on Channel 9 in years. Anyway. Uh -huh. Uh, all right, so I'll see you tomorrow. But everybody, just want to uh, just just a couple of things as I noted. You know, Bill Rogers, you mentioned um, earlier um, that uh, what, what's a Zoom video, and uh, the first thing that came to my mind is, my God, where have you been for the last uh, since the pandemic began? Began because everybody's doing everything on Zoom video, uh, including the Joe and Joe, the way we are side by side. I thought you were going. I'm going. Oh, okay. Um, Goodbye. Right. So anyhow, uh, if you're on my weather platform, my Patreon weather platform, which is a subscription uh, platform, we started uh, on this past um, Monday, Monday night, I think it was. I think it was Monday night or Sunday night. I forgot now. Um, <laughs> we uh, we did a uh, Zoom video, which is basically, you know, Brady Bunch boxes with everybody up there. And you can all talk, and I put up maps, and we have conversation, and we uh, talked about a lot of weather issues. I was, I had technical, I had technical issues with regards to recording the video part of it. The audio I got, uh, which you can uh, listen to on uh, on the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, uh, under the Joe and Joe Weather Show. But uh, I wasn't able to. I was having problems uh, switching back and forth because you got to remember, I'm the director producer. 
the talent, the host, and then you got everybody else, and I got to push all the buttons. And as you might have noticed at the beginning of the show, I'm not always good at it. So, uh, but I did figure out an easy way for us, for me to record this, so that if you are uh, on the Patreon platform and you miss it, you could certainly see it afterward. And then I may eventually just make it available later on in the week for everybody else to see. So just uh, uh, we'll just have to see. Well, I'm just going to figure this out as we go along. So. Uh, that's it for tonight, folks. Uh, we'll, uh, Joe and I will be back tomorrow, weather in five in the morning. Uh, latest weather's on the website. Uh, you can also head to uh, uh, my uh, subscription platform, patreon.com slash meteorologist Joe Chaffee. Have a great night. Uh, Scott Briller, Robert Russo, thanks very much for hitting Super Chat, and uh, we will see you on... Uh,